Kitch. Yellow. Well, once again, it was a uh, one-week uh, lottery for us where we got Deno. He's once again at the last second. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying for bad reasons, but I'm just saying for the last second, we've lost Deno for this this week. So once again, it's just Batman and Robin this week. <laughs> we had him up until an hour ago. Up until an hour ago, he was in. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very complicated life he's living. Uh, it is. So listen. We are, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to warn our uh, loyal listeners. This is going to be a brief one this week. I am currently um, enjoying a family vacation, the slopes of Whistler. Uh, the family has just gone off to lunch and I've been told that I have 45 minutes uh, to be back at the base of the hill to meet them. Hence anyone who's watching me on TikTok, I look a little disheveled. I've got, uh, I've got hat head, I've got uh, two kid, as they say. Um, so yeah, it's been quite, uh, quite a few days here on the, on the slopes, Kitch. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Good for you. It's that's quite a few more days than I enjoy on the slopes. So I, I I don't need to ski again in my life. I've had I've 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 put that put that one to rest for me. Well, I can sure shit tell you if young Andrew Rush is listening, uh, who was just on my vacation, my fiftieth vacation in uh, Hilton Head, there is zero chance that I will be on the slopes for his fiftieth next year. That's just a terrible <laughs> idea. A boy's trip. Listen, just before we get into the wraps, a boy's trip on the slopes makes no sense. You're not really with each other, right? You're skiing kind of like you meet at the top. You're, yeah, you're on the, you're on the gondola together, but then like the actual skiing board, the actual sporting event, like you're by yourself the whole fucking time. It makes no sense to me. It's a terrible <laughs> idea for a boy's trip. Well, I, I would go on a trip, but I would just do the apres ski. Like I'd go and maybe hang on the spa or something like that. And then go to the apres ski at the base of the hill. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know what? I'm okay with that in in uh, conceptually, but then you look at it. You're dealing with these guys who've skied seven hours a day. They're exhausted by seven o'clock at night. It'd just be you and I till two in the morning every night. Yeah, that's that's it's not horrible. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Uh, all right, listen. Let's uh, let's dive in here. Uh, and here we are yet again. You know what? I, I would say that was our entire season uh, in a nutshell. The Denver game the other night, and I'm going to let you start. Well, if that was our entire season, we actually played pretty well this season. So we actually we actually came out in that game and looked looked decent. Like we we were we were solid and uh for what uh, 45 minutes or whatever it was around that time, we were leading and we were right there. But all of a sudden when a good team has to turn it up a notch, we don't have that ability to turn the turn it up a notch down the stretch. And that's and that was obviously in that game when Dan- Denver sort of said, "Okay, we want to win this. We're going to, we're going to pick up the pace. We're going to accelerate a bit in the fourth quarter. We just don't keep up with teams that do that. So that's, uh, that's it. It's right. And that's what we've done all season. I agree with you on that. So, sure. you know, listen, I, I to- we'll get to the, we'll get to the fourth quarter here in a second, but I would argue that that game was lost a number of different times, even though I agree with you, we put, we looked good for, you know, we were, we were winning, we were leading basically the entire game and we looked good. However, I would say there were at least two or three times where that lead should have been 20, right? Or 22. Like we were, we, we had so many chances to, to get that lead to a number where it's really hard to come back to, but we just couldn't put uh, it right down to the metal and just sort of end it in the third quarter. So we let, you know, it's the ultimate, you kind of let, we kind of let them hang around and then, and then to the fourth quarter, oh, here we go, right? We let them hang around. We hang around. Uh, we'll get to Scott Foster in a second, but here we are in the critical point of the game. We're not getting stops. And then on the other end, we're just, we have nobody that we sit there and go, okay, we need a bucket. 
here's a here's our go to. Let's get a bucket or get to the free throw line. And like that's what I mean about it being a nutshell. We've lost I don't know probably ten to twelve of these games where you know we probably should have won, but in the last two, three, four minutes, we either don't execute um, or we just can't stop anybody. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We definitely don't have, and we and we stopped doing what we did to make successful in the game. Like we stopped the, in the, in the end of that game, we stopped the ball movement. People just got out of position. Like there was one possession right near the end where Freddie was driving and, uh, and OG then decided he was going to crash the boards and Freddie threw it to where OG was supposed to be. And it's just, it's like, we're not even on the same page. The players aren't even on the same page coming down the stretch. It's, it's, it's just, it's a sort of uh, it's a mentality where things just shut down and we don't, uh, we don't run the, the offense has been working for the entire part of the game. Now that's part because their defense steps up a bit, but I just think, I, th- I think we just fall apart down the stretch and it just looks like discombobulated at the end. It just looks like there's all kinds of chaos out there when we have the ball at the end of a game. Yeah, totally. I mean, we had a ton of timeouts left too that we, I don't think we managed our timeouts very well uh, in that game. We'll talk about, we can talk about nurses challenge. Uh, Cause I know that's a hot topic. Um, uh, we'll get to that. We'll, let's get to that one second. Um, yep. but yeah, I, I totally agree with what you said that it's just like, okay, three minutes left, forget everything good that we've done. Let's just isolate Pascal for the most part. Right. Yeah. Or who, and then, uh, you know, let, let's see if we can get lucky and he, and he can close for us. But I think, you know, this is one of the segments we want to talk about. So I don't want to, I don't want to jump it just yet, but we do need to talk about Pascal as a top 15 player and what that criteria is because he was a third team all NBA last year. He started off that way this year, but I, I think there's a, there's just a massive missing piece to that. But before we do that, let's, let's nail, let's start in this order. Let's go Scott Foster. And what I, I mean, I watched that. I watched the replay. I don't know, probably 10 times to see like, was there anything that you could yeah. sit there and figure out? All right. Did he's like, did, did he say like your mother's a whore? Like did, did, was there anything yeah. that you're like, okay, that would have justified it. But the best one I saw is there's a TikTok video. It's a, it's over. It's a camera up top where you get the reaction from the other referee who couldn't like the, the other, the other referee did a total double like take and went, what you did? You call Cause he couldn't believe it either. Right. So Scott yeah. Foster was a classic example of one of these referees with just too much authority, thinks he's the man, thinks he's the reason why people are there to watch. And then two quick ones. Matt, I, I mean, it basically ended the game. In my opinion, it ended the game or completely it changed did. any, uh, any mo. It did. So, and like, not even like, like not even a tactical, like an immediate ejection. So that you gotta, that's gotta be pretty, pretty vulgar or pretty, uh, offside for you to get an immediate ejection. And, and, the, and the second thing looking at it is, so I, I hung around after the game and listened to nurse and listened to Scotty and listened to Freddie in the post game. And Scotty's like, I, I don't really even, I don't even have a recollection of what I said. He goes, I, and I, and I, and I, I obviously, and he goes, I hundred percent said nothing more than I've said in any other game this year. I might've said, Oh, that was a bad call. Or, I don't agree with that. Or, he goes, I might've said something that he goes, but I was no different in that reaction. Than I am to a reaction all season long. And the fact he went from kicking me out of that, from that, that situation, he, he was in awe. And Freddie comes on, he goes, well, you guys all saw it. I'm not going to lose money here and, and, and discredit the refs, but you guys all saw it. You make your own judgment. You know how we feel. And Nick nurse was like, yeah, I've no, like they were all just dumbfounded by it. And it, and it like, to me, it just smells to me, it smells 
awful. It smells fishy again. And and like Scott Foster has been in the fishy part of N- NBA refing for his whole career. Like he was Donnie's right hand man and 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 avoided going going to jail because they threw Donnie under the bus. But he talked he talked to him on the phone every single day. And this just reeks fishiness to me. This reeks something that that uh, that just doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> Not quite sure. I'm, I'm prepared to go that Foster uh, was trying to control the outcome of the game. Uh, I, I agree. There's a sordid history with him. However, I think it was one of those things where here's a referee, a long-standing referee who loves himself. Scott Foster loves himself, and Scott Foster. Oh, uh, and he just thought, you know, listen, Scotty did throw his hands up. There was a little bit of hand gesturing, a little bit of demonstrative, yeah. sort of like what the fuck. However, yeah. If that's the criteria for a double tech, then LeBron's out of every game. Luca's out of yeah. every single game, right? Exactly. Every star is out of every single game. So, like, that's the part I have the issue with. And then I, again, I yeah. just think the other referee's reaction to it was so telling. Like, there was just like, I can't believe this guy just did this, like that. And so, I haven't read anything about, and I haven't really, I haven't looked it up. Generally speaking, the NBA comes out and acknowledges yeah. these things. Not that he was wrong. Just they'll. I haven't read anything about that yet. But that's to me. me that should cost him. That should cost him a playoff uh, spot, Game. right? That should yeah. cost him. Like, if he was scheduled to be in the NBA, like that should be off the table now. Uh, like, there should be some. I, I hope there is. I don't know if there is, and I, maybe I'll, I'll do a little research on it. But there should be some reckoning because that's just that's egregious. And you could make the argument it costs us the game. Yeah, very much so. It was right at the end of the game, and, and it, tr- it changed the momentum. Gave them two free points. They got the ball back. Like it, it, it was a very tight battle at that point, and and it was almost like the players and the coach were in disbelief, and that takes your focus away from what you're trying to achieve on the court. Well, and not to mention that we lose a key player of our closing unit. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that yep. doesn't help. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's brutal. All right. Uh, next subject. Nurse, the challenge, the timeout. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? So he cannot. He they they have to strip him of that duty. They like the GM's got to say, listen, you are not allowed to do this anymore. You it has to come from assistant coach or something like that. They, they got to tell the ref, listen, you only listen to the assistant coach for the for the challenge. So that the foul happens, and he just his head goes bright red, and right away. He he's doing the challenge, and then he's running the court, going, "You check that out. You're going to reverse." He's yelled at the refs, "Like you check that out. You're going to reverse." And he's he's chirping at them, and it wasn't even like it was something that was not necessary to challenge, and it wasn't even that that we, it wasn't even, even easy. It wasn't even overturnable. We we had no chance of winning that that challenge. No like zero no. zero chance. I, yeah, I know. And he made that call. He made that call in half a second. Like it was like, oh, and right away, like, how about checking with the video guys on the bench? That's yeah. why he's there. He's the video guy. Ask him. He got a bit of time, but he's just so damn emotional that it that he can't do the challenges. He cannot. Well, do and, I, and again, right? Like it wasn't. It, it wasn't. He was not very present in that moment, right? Like I think it was the whole thing of like the games getting away from us. Right, he did not yep. make that decision in isolation. He made that in like, holy fuck, what's happening here? Uh, we're about to lose another game that we need to win. I've I listened to this podcast. I know we need to go thirteen and six, right? So he knew that that was slipping away, obviously. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> of course uh, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Uh, so I agree. I don't know how you could ever strip the head coach of that of that responsibility, but holy fuck, for two years, for two years, this has been a disaster. It has been. It has been. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, that, that, yeah. You know, again, I'm going to say this one more time. My dream guest, um, but it would be the first thing I would talk to him about. If he ever was on this podcast, I'd be like, Nick, listen, I love you, but we're going to go right to it. We're going to dive right fucking in. I would just well, be like, you Nick, three- rate, rate, rate your ability to challenge an NBA call, like from one to 10. And if he said more than three, then I'd, just, I'd have to kick him off the show. Yeah, well, and you asked that question in the beginning, he'd be on for three minutes. We'd have him on for three minutes, and <laughs> then he'd be gone. <laughs> All right, so kids, listen, we uh, upcoming, we've got Clippers tonight, Lakers, what, fr- Friday well, let's, night? So let's go back. Let's go back to my analogy again. We we split with the Wizards in a back-to-back. So back-to-back, we split again and barely split. We had to win an overtime one. So I, I look at that and think, I, I, I wanted analysis done at the end of the year to see what teams did in back-to-backs this year. I think it's a terrible idea for the league. It's I, we've, I think we've been one-on-one all year long, except for Orlando. I think we lost two in a row to Orlando. We've been one-on-one in every game. So uh, you and I don't see it. I just, I love it. I, I think the home, I, I like two games against the same team. I, that analysis that you want done, I think you're going to have to do it. I don't know anyone else. I mean, I'm sure oh, somebody's got to be it. doing that out there. <laughs> well, I'm sure it might, it might be out there, but I think you're going to have to look into it. Um, but I, I don't mind it. I kind of like, it, but I agree. It's you're not, you don't see the sweep very often. Even though Washington could have swept us. They got, when they got that game back yeah, over time. They could. They um, so yeah, here we are one and two. Like, like we said, we had 19 games left. We had to go 13 and six minimum. Uh, we're one and two. We're one and two. We're one and two. But, and couldn't be three and oh, but we could easily, we should be two and one. We we should have been two and one. We should have won the Denver game. Then you split the LA games. You're three and two. Like you're in business. Like you, you kind of would. There's a path to it because the schedule does get a little bit easier. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, listen. I think so how how I, tonight. So go ahead. so tonight we got the clips tonight. They've got Kawhi. They've got George. They've got Westbrook. They're all playing. We are two and a half point dogs. They're only favored by the Clippers are only favored by two and a half at home to the Craptors. Only by two and a half. Like, what the heck is that? Like, that, 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 I thought the line would have been seven, six or seven. Two and a half with the stars playing. Well, I mean, we're only six. We were only getting six in Denver, right? I mean, Denver's the best team in the league. And all of a sudden, this, this below 500 team comes in is only getting six. Like, listen, we've been saying this all year. Vegas has, has, has respected the Raptors in a way that they think they're about to make this run, like that somehow they're going to, you know, be the team they thought they were at the beginning of the season. So Vegas, like, I agree. I mean, if I was a non-Raptors fan with a betting account tonight, this would again be a home run. Uh, everything you've got on the Clippers, everything yes. you've got on the Clippers, because we're not so. winning this game tonight. We are not winning this game tonight. After that loss, they got to travel. They had they had a night off in LA. Which God knows what happened there. Uh, so and the Clippers' last game was on Sunday. The Clippers haven't played since Sunday. Yeah, and the Clippers have been in a funk. They finally won a game against Memphis that they shouldn't have won. Uh, yeah. So they yeah. were on a five-game losing losing streak, and now yeah, so this they could get ready to start rolling here. I'm just like I know two and a half makes it makes zero zero sense zero sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so I don't like that. And then I mean the Lakers. I mean they're actually playing pretty well without LeBron right now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean this could get dicey. We could. I mean, I, I don't see a way where we're not in the play-in right now. Like, I think that's almost a lock. However, I think you're locking in at nine and the 10 seed. There's no home game to be had. Um, and you're going to have to win two. You have to win two games to get in. So two and a half. So we're only 15, 16, 17. Uh, we're only two and a half above Chicago. So two and a half yeah, games above Chicago. 
Yeah, Chicago. We're going to lose to LA. Lake. We're going to lose the Clippers. We're going to lose the Lakers. We're going to be one and four in this in the in the, wow. in the series. Not, not quite there. <laughs> that we're going to lose the Lakers just yet, but uh, yeah. But I, I I do think this is what this is what the Pirtle trade got us a guaranteed nine or ten seed uh, where we have to win two games to then get the right to play Milwaukee. Awesome. What a fucking what a genius trade. <laughs> yeah. 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 Really hit a home oh. run there, Masai. Thank you. I like, so right, listen, I, when you're, like I am I am a very bipartisan fan now. When I'm watching them, like I was watching Denver game. Any other year I'd be I'd be devastated after that loss. When they lost that one, I'm like I, I almost I'm almost up my shrug my shoulders like, yeah, we lost that one, but better for the draft. Like I it just I'm at a point now where I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle where I, I, it doesn't pain me to lose, which, uh, which I don't like. I don't like that part of that part of the, no, the, no. the Raptors. I know it sucks. This is, this is a shitty time to be a fan. That is for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, a real fan like we are all those fucking idiots out there on TikTok who think that they're somehow, this is like, we're a great team and we're just, where everything's fine. And like, yeah, I, there that's yeah. I don't, I don't know how you live in that world, but, uh, all right, listen, we got to move on. So that's it for Raptorville. Uh, let's quickly talk, uh, the biggest story in the NBA. We're going to talk, we're going to talk Pascal. Did you, did you, oh, yeah, Pascal? talk Pascal? Okay, quickly. Let's talk Pascal. Uh, all right. So here's my theory. I sent this to you guys. Um, yep. and I mentioned it earlier. Top 15 dude says he wants to be a top five guy. Um, and I think this season in particular, but even if you go back to last season, I mean, how many more chances do we need to give this dude? Who's a top 15 player to close games for us like he just he cannot he's not nope. a guy that you say okay clear out give him the ball and he's going to knock something down like he just he can't close a game so then my I, all my question is at this stage is can you be a top 15 an all nba dude if you are not considered a closer for the team that you are clearly the number one option absolutely not nope absolutely not i'm 100 percent agree with the fact that you cannot be the top 50 in the league if you can't close your team you have to win a good 10 to a dozen games for your team you have to be the guy that they get the ball to down the stretch and say here is here is the uh here's the ball win it for us and he just can't do that he's proven time and time again he doesn't have that ability pascal can 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 rack up a number of points in the game he can put up good numbers in the game and get a lot of points but he's still the second guy we 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 do not have a guy who can finish down the stretch. And that's when we won, when we won the championship, we had a guy who could finish down the stretch, but Pascal could still get 20 points in the game. So he's a good compliment for a guy who can score down the stretch, but he is not that guy who can score down the stretch. Yeah. And so I, I don't think this is us shitting on him. I think this is us acknowledging what he is. He's a very, what very is? good basketball yeah. player. I'd probably say a top 25 player in the league right now, confidently say that. And then, yep. but at the end of the day, to, to have that responsibility to make 40, $50 million a year, which was he's going to make. Like, I just don't think, and, and to be a number one option, like he's not a number one option. So this is where I think it gets really challenging. When you look at him and you have to go resign him, what are you really going to do with him? Cause he's going to want max, max, max. I'm a top 15 player money and I am the guy. And yeah. at the end of the day, if this team wants to go to the next level, it needs another guy that is going to want 40 or $50 million. It's a real, real problem um, in two years time. If you, if you ask me, because he is what he is. He, you, I don't think you become a closer. I really don't. I think you've either, you either got no. that ability and you've had two years, you've had two years to prove that you can close games and he can't. 
Yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're right. He's, he's, he's been in the league long enough. You know what he is. He's not going to change a lot now, having been in the league the, the, the length of time he's been there. So I would say, can you, can, can the Raptors, well, like, well, the Raptors, I think Webster's, Bobby Webster's got to, got to think, am I going to get into this luxury task? And if they get into the luxury tax, then you can get two superstars. You can get two max players on there, but you got to pay for it. And uh, so if they, if they want to win, if they want to challenge, you got it. And they want to keep Pascal. I think they have to sign somebody else who's also a max contract and be willing to eat the, eat, eat the higher cost for that. And they have not done that in the past. Yeah. You know, it, it really is amazing. Like in the NBA, like it's just a blueprint. Like there's a blueprint for how you do this, how you get to the next level. You need the guy with two other guys, or at least one other guy, and then you need the right yep. complementary players around that, right? Where you have chemistry, guys that can knock down the open three. Like it's there's a blueprint. Like that's it. And the problem is obviously there aren't there aren't ten number one options who are going to close games and be no. that great. Like that's the problem. There's like maybe five. Right? There's mm-hmm. maybe five. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So and not that, and none yeah. of them have their hand up for Toronto. No, not that I've noticed lately. No, it doesn't, it doesn't appear to be that way. Yeah. So, all right, listen, we got to move on. Cause I got to go here. Um, yeah. All right. But we can't go without the story. Like the big story of the week, John Morant, who I think is going to be suspended for a significant period of time. For those who are unaware of the John Morant story, uh, the number two, two pick was the number two pick about four years ago, uh, for Memphis three, yeah, four years ago, uh, a potential to be face of the league stuff, dynamic player, highlight, real guy, uh, loves Memphis. Like it was going to be a good story because he's happy in Memphis, wants to stay there. Uh, and as it turns out, unfortunately, uh, 23-year-old, I get it, worth a, a whole boatload of money, uh, could create some problems. He's on a very, very young team in Memphis, so not a lot of gatekeepers. Uh, but as it turns out in the last week, uh, a bunch of stories have come out on this dude uh, who I really wanted to like. But the gun, he he's after a game in Denver, hopefully the Raptors didn't do this, or hopefully they didn't put it on Instagram Live, uh, goes to a strip club, shirt off, and starts dangling a gun, um, and then posts it to Instagram Live. Which, as Shaq said last night, like that was him doing that. Like it's him going to his yeah. Instagram account. It's him hitting the button. So I'm not saying yeah. it was on the influencer, but like, and then as it turns out, two more stories on top of that: him getting into fights, beating up a mall security guard, beating up a 17 year old kid at his house, like. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a, like, how does this shit happen? And then what does the NBA do about it? Yeah. So, so the real, the real conundrum for the NBA right now is like, you, you cannot bring firearms into an arena. And they, and so the real investigation the NBA is doing now is they are looking at, did he actually have that firearm with him when he was in the Denver arena? And if, and if he did, if he had it with them at the arena at the game, then that's a that's a kettle, that's a kettle of fish. That is that's a suspension for the rest of the season. Um, it happened with uh, was it two thousand nine and ten with um, Gilbert Arenas, Arenas and Jarvis, Gilbert, yeah. and, and Jarvis Crittenden, I think the kid the kid yeah, his name was. Yeah. But th- yeah. those two like they had, and they got suspended for the rest of the season. That as soon as that was that came out. So so I don't know how the NBA obviously for what you do in a social setting. Strip club, gun, yeah, they, they can suspend you, but I, I'm not sure the the penalty's gonna be that severe because that's you do what you do in your own time. I know it's an image for the NBA thing, but uh, if it's in the arena and they sh- can prove that he had that gun in the arena, then then he's in a whole heap of crap after that. Well, yeah. So uh, Johnny, I was it Johnny or Bobby, I can't remember which one of them pointed out to me, but they said the rule is also you cannot travel, you can't have it on a team, uh, 
Bus, yeah, team bus, yeah. team plane, bus nothing. or yeah. t- or plane, yeah. right? So if they can prove anything yeah. that he had that gun, if he didn't, so basically he would have had to bid in Denver, in Colorado, not had it in the arena, and bought it somewhere in Denver, and had it with them for him to only get off with a, with a slap on the wrist. So that the odds of that are like zero. Um, so yeah. yeah, he's in he's in massive massive trouble. Uh, completely fucked their season. I mean, they were struggling anyway, but still, they were going to be a top three seed probably. Uh, with a really young, dynamic team with John Morant, who is a closer, by the way. Um, and yep. who knows what happens, right? They get hot. But it's just like, I just, it does, I think it really does come, it does come down um, to the people around you, right? Obviously, yeah. he's, he's with a bunch of young dudes, bunch of buddies who just like, hey, John, do whatever you want. And no one, and, and, you know, and then this whole dad situation too. You can't have your dad as your number one cheerleader all the time, picking fights at games. It's just, it's, it's created this, this horrible situation, terrible uh, for the young kids to be seeing all this and reading this about like, it's just, yeah, I just think yeah. it's a terrible situation. Uh, and that one, we probably just had to have to talk about for a second. So, and I, I think the NBA is, is I think NBA is broken in that sense. Like, so how, how does the NBA not say, okay, this is our marquee player for our team. Here is your full-time bodyguard. He needs to have like, like he's going to have guys with him who are, sort of looking out for him a little bit, but they, they, like if I'm, if I'm the owner of the Grizzlies and I look at John, I think, yeah, he's a bit of a wild card. Okay. Bob, you were with John Morant every time, every minute he's awake of every day. And, and you're, you're like saying, don't hit sand on the Instagram page. Let me carry that gun. Like just stuff. Like, I think, I think as a team you have to, and I think you have to put that in the contract when you get this player, listen, you got to, we're protecting you for your own good here. You got a full-time guard who's going to stop you from making decisions. You want to go to a strip joint? That's fine. I'll come with you. That's fine. But you're going to do something dumb at the strip joint. That's going to ruin your career. I'm going to stop you from that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's easier said than done, but I, I with conceptually, I agree with it, I, but I think that needs to be a teammate. Like, I think that's where you have to have a veteran. That's where you have to have a Udonis Haslam type on the team. Who's like, okay, you, we'll go out tonight. I'm up. Yeah, I'll go. Out and we'll walk. And then when he's about to do stupid shit, the teammate comes up and says, yeah, you're not doing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they, that's what they've talked about. Right. There is no, there is no adult in the room in that Memphis locker room. It's a bunch of young guys um, who are having a good time, which I kind of get. And I can't, Say for certain, certain I wouldn't be doing the same thing, minus the guns. Yeah. I don't think I'd need a gun. But the the guns would be out. But yeah, but silver now. Silver, out. silver can come out now. He can give him up to uh, up to a million bucks in a suspend in a fine, and he can spend them. There's no precedent. He can spend them as much as he wants. So there's nothing that's set that this is what's going to happen from this punishment. So yeah, I think I think yeah, he's going to want to create an image here. It's going to be very interesting how that how that plays out. But it's it's I mean it's a massive blow, a massive blow. Yeah. To uh, and to the and, and to men the end of the end of the NBA, yeah, the NBA, hundred yeah. percent. He's he's yeah. he's the highlight reel. Like he is good for the NBA. Yeah, and, and their guy, team, like they're, he, they're tied for. Go ahead. I was just saying, a guy you want to love, right? Like you want to get behind that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's exciting. Exciting. And their team, like they're tied for second now. What are they? Uh, two and a half games ahead of Phoenix and fourth. They start to slip a bit. They fall to four. They play Denver in the second round. If they if they get by the first round, play Denver in the second round. Well, they're done. So, like he he could end the season for them in a in a much shorter fashion, which is not going to make the GM happy. That's dollars lost. So yeah, it's a well, it's a kettle of fish. It's a, more, it's, spir- it's a spiraling downhill. Speaking of dollars lost, more importantly, I think we're both going to end up losing our Memphis over this year that we bet at the beginning of the year. Thank you, on Memphis over. I know I was. God. I, I I was. It's not over already. I thought it'd be close to being over well, already. Well, no, they got to get to fifty. 
They're at 38 right now. They have to go 12 and 6, I think, in the next. Yeah, it's trouble. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be that'd be, that'd be a final game. Could be interested at the yeah. end of the season. Oh, yeah. We'll have to go to that one. Yeah, maybe we'll go to that one. Um, all right, listen, here we go. Uh, we're out of here yeah. with the NBA talk. We've got no backyard. So it's right to what drives and AOB, and we're out of here. What drives? All right. So, so I'm I'm down here in my place in Florida. And uh we have a garage door. So the garage door doesn't open at night. So as soon as it starts to get dusk, uh the keypad, the the thing in the car, the remote in the car, nothing works. Nothing works to open the garage door. So I went I went back and said, What do we have last year? And so, and over the summer we got we got installed these outdoor lights that shine up on the trees. So like outdoor lighting for, for nighttime. I said the only thing different is we have these outdoor lighting and it hasn't it hasn't worked at night since this outdoor lighting kicks on. So the garage door guy come to comes. We search him. Over 20 years of experience in the garage door industry. Good, credible guy. So I bring him in. He comes in. He goes, well, I go, the only thing different is he's outdoor lighting. I think that's to do something. He goes, that's, I've never heard of that. That doesn't happen. No way. It's just got to be your motherboard. All right. So he replaces the motherboard, 150 bucks, leaves. That night, same, same problem. I call him up. I say, listen, I think it's this outdoor lighting thing because the motherboard, you change your motherboard. The, obviously, the other motherboard wasn't broken. Because this one's doing the exact same thing as the previous motherboard. It still doesn't work. He goes, well, then we've got to change the whole console then, the whole arm and everything like that. 450 bucks. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah, that's got to be the problem then for sure. Comes in, 450 bucks, fix the whole console. That night, door doesn't open. So I'm like, what's going on? So this guy, I call him up and I go, listen, it's still not, still not working. I think it's the lights. He goes, it has, no, it's not the lights. I don't know what's wrong with it. Uh, let, me, let me look into it. So I go, I go on the search engine called Google that night and I Google outdoor lighting affecting garage things. There's a whole list of articles on how outdoor lighting can affect your garage doors. So I, I forward the guy the articles. This, what do you trust me? Uh, you know, that's all rubbish. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. Oh. What are you? And he says to me, what are, what are you, an expert in door and garage door stuff now, even though we've been doing it for over 20 years? So he says to me, I'm like, well, I just went to the internet and said that there's an outdoor lighting thing. And I'm now 600, oh my, with service. I'm $800 into you to fix two things that weren't broken and I'm no further ahead. So I think you might want to look at this option. Uh, cricket since then, nothing, so it's nothing, nothing back from him at all. So, so now I have my lighting guy who comes in and comes, the lighting guys come to me and said, oh yeah, that could be a problem. I just got to change the, the, uh, the bolts on the lighting and put a fixture around it and it'll, your garage door will work again in no time. I'm like, oh, you great. Know, this, all right, perfect. Uh, is your, uh, is your, is your guy's his name, Dr. John Hine? It sounds very eerily similar <laughs> to that mentality. <laughs> The doctor, yeah. the doctor who doesn't believe in type one diabetes or that alcohol can be related to any cancer. Yeah, that's our doctor friend, Doctor Johnny. Yeah, so that drives me crazy. That drives me. He fixed, yeah. he fixed everything yeah. else, and then and then told me I was like a fool to recommend a solution for him that I found on the internet. So. Yo, that's just that's just a scenario, right? Of this guy, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's sitting there going, "Fuck it, what if it is the lights?" Right? But he, he dug in, like he dug in and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't find a way to go. All right, maybe I'll look into this. Right? He was just like, "I'm, I'm pot committed into I know more than you," so and that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to like send him a picture of the light of it working at night because of the lights. That that's definitely going out for sure. Well, you know, I must admit, I can kind of appreciate that that. Uh, concept as I was, I did that with Johnny the other night. I dug in pretty hard with Johnny's. It turns out I wasn't right, but I was like, I wasn't going to let him know. So, um, oh, I know you. I've seen you on the tennis court. Parenting. I know you dig. I know you dig it hard when you when you got the pickleball rules wrong. You still dug it hard, but you're you're wrong in the rules. Well, I think I was. That rule's stupid. 
Okay, that rule is stupid. <laughs> it uh, is. I agree with you on that. It is stupid, but it is I mean, a rule, unfortunately. I mean, 10 seconds later, I'm in the kitchen, and that counts? Like, are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, listen, quickly for me. What drives? Uh, it's skiing and the process of skiing. It's, I, I forgot. We, hadn't ski, we have not skied in four years. Um, the number of meltdowns we've had in this house with people just trying to prepare to ski, putting the boots on, finding your mitts, getting the hats, putting your fucking skis on, trying to... Annie, I shit you not, Annie almost killed herself four seconds into the trip. So we're skiing, skiing at this place. So we get in, but we got to put our skis like basically on the hill. And Annie wasn't skiing in four years. Well, next thing you know, it's taking us forever to even get her skis on. But she gets her skis on and she can't control herself. And she is now down the hill by herself, no poles, and just (laughs) be like, and screaming, like terrified. And I thought, oh my God. This is it. Like she's going to either crash into a tree. Someone's going to run her over. And before we even started, the trip would have been over. Her ski trip would have been over. But it was just the process. Like Bobby yesterday, trying to get his boots on. Sweet mother of God. And Johnny, the same thing. Like it was just like, holy. It, what? Now, listen, my kids are a nightmare when it comes to this stuff. It, it, as soon as something becomes a little bit difficult, you know, they want to they want to go home. So that's partly on them. However, <laughs> ski technology Boots got to be easier. It, boots have to be easier to get on. Do they not? Yeah, I think so. I I think it's so. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy. There, it's, it's, but yeah, it's, but so, the problem is you're trying to put them on too. And you got 17 layers of clothing on. So when you bend over, you can barely even touch your feet because <laughs> you oh, got this big I, jacket on. I, and <laughs> I agree. The whole thing, the whole process is it's ludicrous to then be on these slopes where you could easily die at any moment. <laughs> yeah it's it's way too skiing is way too much work it's way too much way too work. much work and a terrible boys trip idea terrible boys trip idea. <laughs> it is it is a terrible yeah, i'm out okay. i am out for rushy's 50 i can tell you that me right too now. we do yeah um all right listen, which will that's, be my that's which will be my brother's 50th it'll be my brother's 50th Ooh, be, the, be exactly the same day as my brother's 50th same birthdays <laughs> oh my god yeah but you know what boom is not boom is not spending the cash to come out here he's not doing that oh yeah it's being, he it's loves the expensive skiing. trip it oh, will be Tell you what, Whistler's not Whistler's not cheap. This place, everything, oh. God, like anything you do out here. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what Corey, Corey went out there. Corey couldn't couldn't stay. He loved it out there when he worked out there for six months. He worked full time out there, came home five thousand dollars less than yeah, and worked full time. Like he goes, he I goes, know, I, but... I love it out here because I can't work out here. It's ridiculous. Well, I but I Listen, it's it was worth the five thousand bucks. I you know you you float around out here and you see the, all these young kids from all over the world working. They must be having an awesome time. If I had to do oh, it yeah. all over again, yeah. I would definitely be a ski bum out here somewhere, for sure, for sure. Or working Austra- a restaurant. I mean, Australians, there's a ton of Australians. Australians used to flock there. Tons, tons, yeah, yeah, tons. Yeah. So when Corey was there, there was none because they didn't let the Australians travel during COVID. So it was all it was all Brits and, and Europeans. There was no wow. Austra- not one Australian there. Well, that, so, uh, yeah, that would be less fun. If it's all Brits, that would be less fun, <laughs> for sure. That's a different, um, different pod. Different pod. <laughs> totally different pod. Of course, as I emailed my Brit friends yesterday saying we're all ready to go to the Darts Championship in December. So I'll be spending four or five days with my Brit friends. All right, listen, Kitch, AOB, you got anything? My AOB is next week. We've got to come with some March Madness. March Madness kicks in. The tournament oh, draw right. comes out this, this, it's this Sunday. Yeah, it's this Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday. So uh, next week, some March Madness insight, and I will do some homework on that uh, in preparation of the tournament. Looking forward to right. that. Well, I will do that as well. I'll get on that. Um, one of my favorite times of the year. If that opening Thursday, Friday, one of my favorite times of the year. Um, That's awesome. All right. AOB on the uh, ticket giveaway. 
Um, oh yeah, so we have, how's that going? I don't know right now. Uh, other than we've made contact with little Bobby oh. or Jimmy or whatever the fuck his name was, um, and there's I'm not convinced. Whoever our first runner up was, get ready. You still might be in the in the running for this. Uh, but we have made contact. Uh, he's from Tennessee, I think. So I don't know the likelihood <laughs> of them flying up to come to the game. Uh, but we are trying to figure out whether or not. He's going to want the tickets and then resell them or do what the hell he wants. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but uh, it's not over yet. Uh, listeners do not give up. And then who knows the first runner up, who knows what's going on? Uh, the other, so, eight, the other eight year old from parts unknown. Uh, so uh, it's still out there, but we have identified it. It's real. It's happening, but it could listen, may not be over. So who knows? That's we'll, we'll keep everyone posted on that. Shockingly, that didn't go smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> But it was real. It is happening. We are giving tickets away. We will not be in the seats. It is real. It is real. It is real. It is real. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, I gotta go. And you know what? Very right. apropos tonight, which because as we play the Clippers, yeah, take it away, Kawhi, or somebody like Kawhi, or anybody's close to Kawhi. Take it away. Kawhi up top looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win. 